Alrighty, everybody. Good evening. Happy Monday. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We are going over each and every NFL team. Uh, we are halfway through the NFC, up to the NFC South and the Atlanta Falcons, uh, Wiz. But before we get to that, uh, you know, briefly touching upon uh, today's news, which we still don't have uh, conclusion on, and that is uh, Deshaun Watson, who uh, today was ruled by the independent counsel uh, that he will be suspended for six games by the NFL uh, for his dalliances uh, at these massage parlors. And uh, it remains to be seen, Wiz, if uh, that's going to be the final conclusion uh, of this decision. Uh, does the NFL appeal or not? And that's really uh, that's really the big question, Wiz. Yeah, I think the NFL's hands are tied really in a situation where I think they – they're more likely to appeal than not. But what can they go to? They, they really can only go to maybe eight games because if they decide to appeal it and it's like the NFL lawyers appealing to Roger Goodell and then he makes a decision to give them the season, people are going to be saying, well, what did we go through the, you know, the, the theater of having an independent counsel looking at it if you're just going to completely disregard and do what you want anyhow? So I, I, I don't really know. Like It's kind of a coin toss whether they're going to appeal. And if they do and they're successful, and if it gets increased, I believe it could only, only go to eight games. Otherwise, um, I think, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of criticism for the hypocrisy of just, you know, agreeing to an independent counsel and then just disregarding her ruling. And look, this falls under the heading of be careful what you wish for. You want an independent counsel? This is what you got. I certainly found the wording of her ruling a little bit uh, just kind of surprising to see the terminology and then to only give six games for predatorial, egregious sexual misconduct. You see those words and then it doesn't conclude, in my opinion, to six games. But, um, you know, it, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, going to have to move on because uh, we're going to be drafting in about a month. Yeah, it's a head scratcher. I, I don't disagree. Um, from a strategy perspective, whether it's six or eight games, uh, you know, and, you know, we've already, well, at least I think both of us kind of feel there are some question marks around the quarterback position coming into this year. So if you're one of those people that's willing to take a chance that later in the year, uh, Deshaun Watson will help you in fantasy. I, you know, I, I just look at the whole situation with new situation, new team, outdoors, Cleveland. I, I'm not super excited about the situation regardless. I, 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 again, I'll, I'll probably make it someone else's problem, but that's uh, that's just me. But uh, we'll talk more about it when we have a final decision. But for now, Wiz, we are on to the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, you know, Wiz, this is kind of interesting in this division. You, know, you realize Tom Brady is the senior quarterback in this division now? Yeah, in terms of how many years with yeah. a specific team in his vision, yes, it is. Uh, it is. It is interesting, but uh, you know, listen. Uh, I think you know. To me, to me, I think that the Falcons would have been better off just you know riding the season out with Marcus Mariota and not drafting Desmond Ritter. I don't particularly like him. If Desmond Ritter is playing for the Falcons that year, this year, it's a complete disaster. And with a, a real strong, rich 
quarterback class next year. I would have just liked the season, you know, the Falcons to ride it out with Mariota. And then, uh, you know, if it's a disastrous season, which seems likely, you could go and really draft a, a quarterback that can help you in the future. I don't believe Desmond Ritter is uh, that player. But as far as the duo goes, it really doesn't matter who's in. For me, neither one is uh, fantasy reliable, uh, even in super flex leagues where you're starting two quarterbacks. Um, I'd be hard-pressed to be comfortable with Mariota as my second quarterback. Um, I just I just think there are more interesting options. So it's kind of interesting, right? Uh, Arthur Smith benched Mariota in, in Tennessee as the offensive coordinator, and here he is uh, inheriting him as a starter, and he's been anointed the starter at this point in time. Uh, I do think... Uh, you know, when it comes to Ritter, there's a lot of roughness there that uh, will need to be overcome. I, I guess some people may be intrigued. If you remember that one game uh, a couple, of, I think it was two years ago, Wiz, that Mariota started for Derek Carr, uh, where he was running. I think it was a Monday night or a Sunday night game. He was running a lot. Uh, actually, he had a very good passing game as well. Uh, maybe people have that memory uh, etched in their minds. I'm not really sure. Uh, but Mariota, he showed continual decline in, in Tennessee, where by the the end of the, by, by by the end of his starting reign in Tennessee, he was averaging less than 200 yards passing per game. So it is a reason why Marcus Mariota ended up being really a first round bust. Um, but nonetheless, uh, it, the, the Falcons have moved on from a mainstay like Matt Ryan, um, and and now Atlanta is uh, in transition mode when it comes to quarterback. Yeah, and um, I think having a quarterback like Matt Ryan really helped Cordero Patterson last year. There were a lot of game script with the Falcons were losing and and the fourth quarter and they were going to Patterson early and often and he was you know a big part of that team um he, I know he he went through a stretch where he was just on fire uh cooled off a little bit um to me I'm looking at him with the game situation the fact that they have Mariota the fact that there's Tyler Algier in the mix um Damian Williams as well I'm kind of like having him on the borderline and Patterson I'm talking about of a running back two or three somewhere between you know 25 and 30 that's how I view it um He's not the worst option because I think game scripts, once again, could be second half, similar to what was going on with the Lions last year. And he could, uh, you know, catch a lot of balls, especially in the second half of game. So Patterson, for me, is a running back two, borderline three, right around that. And then I'd have to kind of take a look and see as it gets closer to the season what they plan on doing with Algier. But um, the, I think at this point with Algier, the only thing he's going to do is to kind of cut into Patterson's value. I'm not sure at this point he has standalone value because I just don't think the Falcons are going to be in the second half of games position where they're going to be looking to run the ball more. And uh, that's, you know, where he, you know, would be suited best for the Falcons. So Patterson, two or three for me. The other guys, I'm um, going to take the wait and see approach. How do you see it? Yeah, I'm probably more leaning in the Patterson side, and maybe this is just uh, scarred a little bit from kind of what happened. He was a darling of all pickups, right? Like if we look at free agency pickups first half of uh, last year uh, in most fantasy football leagues, uh, Cordaro Patterson was at the top of the list. He's now 31 or 32 years old. 80% of his receiving yards last year, Wiz, came in the first half of the year. And in his last four games, he rushed 31 times for 71 yards. So the second half was certainly not as bright as what we saw in the first half. Uh, the Falcons are not a good offensive line. 
in addition to that, again, transition at quarterback. And as you mentioned, probably a team that's going to be playing for behind a lot. I kind of see a situation here with Patterson where I think given the way he ended the season, and you mentioned Algier, who was a converted linebacker in college. He's got, he's got some strength to him. Uh, Caleb Huntley is also in this roster. You mentioned Damian Williams. I'm not sure what it's going to look like behind. I just have a feeling what we saw last year might be the best you're going to get, at least early on last year, from Cordero Patterson. And I'm kind of more thinking that it's, it, he kind of slips into that running back number three slot. Uh, again, he's a player that you're probably going to be using. Uh, I, I, I want to say he's going to have uh, ability to play both running back and wide receiver. I think given this receiver situation, you could see him play more and uh, in, in receiver where he's not carrying the ball as much as he did last year. I, I want to see how it kind of shakes out. But I, I call me a bit skeptical about Cordero Patterson repeating what we saw in the first half of last year. Yeah, I think that's fair. And uh, I think, um, you know, game script is always something that's going to help him uh, because he's going to be used uh, catching the ball out of the backfield. But um, you know, I, 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 that's where I have him. I, you know, I could see what you're saying. So, um, a little bit of hesitancy with Daryl Patterson, like kind of like proving it that he could do it another year. And uh, he definitely cooled off the second half of the season. You know, when it comes to the passing game, I just find it a, a difficult to imagine that this offense is going to produce multi-thousand yard receivers. I mean, so while I really like Drake London, and I think he's a terrific route runner and he catches everything you throw to him, and he's going to be a decent red zone target. I just feel like with Patterson in the mix and, and, and Kyle Pitts clearly being the number one option in his passing game, that I am hesitant about Drake London in this situation. Um, and I just think like maybe 700 to 750 yards will be a good solid season for him. I don't know where that puts him in terms of fantasy value. To me, he's kind of like on the on the cusp of borderline wide receiver three at best and a flex option and a streaming option more realistically. How do you see things with Drake London and Brian Edwards gets a fresh start with the Falcons as well? Yeah. So I, I, I don't disagree with your commentary on London. Um, maybe a situation if you're in a redraft league, um, yeah, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're drafting someone that you can hold on for a couple of years, as you mentioned was potentially they have a new quarterback next year and maybe things look a lot different. So that might be enticing, but I do think he'll struggle because Pitts is going to be the guy that's going to, and we'll talk about him in a second. It's probably going to command most of the targets here. I think it's kind of a motley crew behind behind Drake London. When you look at guys like Zacchaeus and you mentioned Brian Edwards, who's getting a fresh start, but currently banged up, not serious, it looks like. Demir Bird is on this roster. Geronimo Allison, Auden Tate. You know, you look at all those guys – Every once in a while, all of those guys have had like one or two games in the course of the season where they've kind of popped up and had a big game, but nothing consistent in any of those performers. Uh, the wide receiving core in general from Atlanta worries me quite a bit from a fantasy perspective, Was And I think the, the one guy that you can count on in the passing game is Kyle Pitts. And he's a, a tight end one, clearly. And, I, and not only is he a tight end one, I think he's inside the top five at the position just based on volume. But I just feel it's a little bit of a step backwards not having Matt Ryan there and either having Ritter or Mariota throwing him the ball. So I ask you, um, is there separation, do you think, between like Kyle Pitts 
and George Kittle and, and Dalton Schultz, or are you not concerned with the fact that it's not going to be Matt Ryan throwing the ball and you clearly have him as a top three or four tight end? Not, not a top three or four tight end for me. With Matt Ryan, a quarterback last year, was he only had one touchdown, right? So, <laughs> I mean... I'd much rather have a Dalton Schultz or George Kittle, even though I think uh, Trey Lance will be a bit more inconsistent in that offense as well. But I think I think Kyle Pitts will be hard pressed uh, to to perform at a at a level that some of those top three or four guys will. So I kind of have him in that kind of five to ten range of tight end. Yeah, and in terms of special teams, there's nothing nothing to say about the Falcons. But as far as Youngway Koo though goes, he he's a terrific kicker. Um, this is a, this is one of those difficult situations because the kicker is is terrific, and if he was on one of these teams that you know is going to score a lot of points, and they were leading in the fourth quarter, and you figured them to kick field goals in the second half of games, you would love to take him as as a kicker because he he's just. Uh, terrific, and he kicks him from long range as well. So, where are you on him when you're talking about basing? You know, trying to trying to figure out the, the the line between the ability of the kicker versus the situation that he's going to be on with the team in the fourth quarter in the second half as well. Yeah. So, two years ago, fantasy stud, uh, I had him in a couple of leagues. I'm sure everybody, had, you know, here and there had him in leagues, and he was a monster. Uh, the the Falcons paid him. Uh, but the bottom line, this is a bad team, and there's a great statistic whiz when it comes to kickers, right? This is—I I mean, I think we both can agree. How many games are the Falcons going to win this year? Four or five games? It's probably more likely than not. Um, if you look at the last hundred teams, whiz, where the teams finished with five wins or less, only one kicker ranked in the top five in kicker production in fantasy. So. That's your answer right there. Uh, unfortunately, the talent will not match the situation. Uh, and as a result of that, uh, Young Wei Koo is good at kicker as he is. And while he'll be very enticing, especially if he's in, indoors, or yeah, look, when you look at the weather that they're playing in the NFC South, uh, there may be some good filler weeks where you can use a kicker like Koo. But unfortunately, you're not going to get that consistent production. Uh, I am a bit wary of that. As good a kicker as he is, it's kind of a stay away situation. Yeah, it's a great stat, and uh, yeah, that, that's the that's how I, I feel about it. But I'll tell you, you know, he's one of these guys that you don't mind picking up, and I would think you probably agree with that. Maybe a game at home against Carolina, or a game at home against a team that they they kind of evenly match with, and your kicker, your more yeah, kickers even on the, the Saints, even the Saints, right? Look, you look at the games that the Saints and Falcons yeah. have played. He's probably a great matchup. They've had field goal yeah. fests in a couple of those games, so yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm fine streaming, with that. Yeah, streaming matchup. Yeah, there's no there's no question about it. He's available on the waiver wire he's one of those guys that are, are, are is a great guy to pick up um for a, a, you know one or two games during the season I agree with that but uh, counting on him on a every week basis is difficult just because you just figure the game script is going to be that you know when you're down by 14 17 points in the fourth quarter you know you're just not going to be lining up with too many field goals yeah exactly and uh yeah i'd like you is i'm a complete no on the falcons defense so uh that's a wrap on the falcons Wiz, and uh we're going to move on to the next team in this division uh, and that will be the carolina panthers and that is guru and Wiz, fantasy football podcast Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, that's where you can find us. Uh, make sure you're listening, comment. Hopefully you like us. And, uh, yeah, we'll be up next with Carolina Panthers. <laughs>